Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Friday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. We're at at the end of another good week, and uh, got another show lined up here that looks like it's going to be awesome, too, so... We've got an exciting show, and you know, something we didn't mention on our Monday or Wednesday show that is probably worth a mention is we launched a new series within the series this week. The show Fast Forward had its first airing on Tuesday of this week. It's part of the world transformed, but it's also its own thing. So give that a listen, folks, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that. We had Oliver Ratzisberger from Teradata on talking about his new book, The Sentient Enterprise. Fast Forward is going to be just a slightly, what's the word I'm looking for, Stephen? Elevated version. More, of m- more scholarly, uh, because yeah, you know, on these on these shows, uh, we're often just having fun, right? And uh, and 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 that's good. But there's sometimes that you know we need to elevate it a little bit and uh, raise our sights, and that's that's what we're trying to do with fast forward. So absolutely, we're going to be talking with thought leaders across the board from business, from technology, from entertainment. And we're going to be talking about ideas and technologies that are transforming the world. So it's obviously part of the world transformed, but it's going to be its own very special thing. And we've got another one lined up pretty soon, so we'll be announcing that when, when that goes live, probably in a, in a couple of weeks. Big guest for that one, too. So that'll be exciting. All right. But now let's get down to our business for this evening. DIY gene editing and other health news. And I know we, we want to get right to the DIY gene editing, but let's, let's blast through our other health news first, if we could. Because you know what? It's pretty big. We've got some pretty big stuff here, don't we? It's like picking uh, your favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These topics are all pretty great. Uh, I'll just uh, go ahead and say the first one. Uh, after 15 years in a vegetative state, nerve stimulation restores consciousness. That is amazing. You've you got somebody that's not been given any hope, basically, with state-of-the-art, you know, last year's medicine, right? Yep. And now, now waking up as a result of uh, nerve stimulation therapy. It, it seems like, though, we've mentioned this recently, Phil. Is there a new development here? I don't think so. Have we covered this story before? I, I just, you know what, I saw it again, I guess, and I liked it so much yeah. we, we, we talked well, about we, it again. We did cover it. It was, 
You know what? It, it may have been a related story. There was a, a young girl that had been. It, it was a related story. Oh, that was. Uh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that that story about. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. A child who had nearly drowned and who had right. gone into something like a persistent vegetative state and who was brought back to just pretty much normal life, right? Uh, they, and they and what they were using damage. with that child was bariatric pressure. Uh, yes. Basically forcing oxygen into the brain. Well, this right. is totally different. This is, this is different. different. We're, here we're talking about vagus nerve stimulation. Yeah, so this, yeah, is, this uh, is new. I'm, I'm sorry, Phil. Yeah, that's a new story. Well, you know, that's the problem, Stephen. We see so much amazing stuff that it starts to sound familiar. We start to get used to it. And <laughs> right. it, it's, a, it's a problem for people in our business. But this is really cool. The guy was in a per- persistent vegetative state for 15 years. There's, there's one overarching message that I take away from this, and that is a persistent vegetative state is not necessarily the end. We're yeah. led to believe that it is. But it doesn't have to be. In this case, it was not. Now, he's gone from a persistent vegetative state to minimal consciousness. So we'll see how far they can actually take it. He's on the road to recovery. He's regained something. We'll see how much he actually regains. And it'll be very interesting if he comes back to full lucidity, what he can tell us about what he was experiencing while he was in that persistent vegetative state. I think that will be very enlightening to hear what he yeah. remembers from that, what, what was going on during that time. I think that would just be... I mean, personally, it would be fascinating to find out, but also be very important for how we treat people who are in those states to have someone come back from one and tell us what was going on there, right? Because obviously yeah, we if, have no if, way of knowing. If he had, if he had uh, moments during that, you know, those years that he was in this coma or whatever that he was more conscious than at other times, uh, maybe there's things that they that, – that, for example, could affect how other people are treated. And perhaps there are ways to sort of slightly wake people up that otherwise couldn't. And, of course, this, this vagus nerve therapy, you know, obviously, I suspect they'll be tried a lot. And, uh, and they'll refine it over time, too. So, so very, we've, been, we've been hearing a lot about therapies with the vagus nerve in terms of uh, making people more lucid. It's kind of like a, a stimulant of, of a drug. It, it, also, that stimulating it can have the same effect as meditation. We're just starting to see what the potential here is for these kinds of treatments, and we've got a lot to learn. So stay tuned. We're going to hear more good stuff, and hopefully we'll hear that this guy uh, makes progress beyond minimal consciousness. Okay, next one. Scientists Bye. have discovered a drug that fixes cavities and regrows teeth. Now, this is to me, this is a good example of if we lived in normal times, this would be the huge news story of the week, right? Of the yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is, this is to, to dentistry what the self-driving car is to your job, right, Stephen? Right, um, it is. I mean, because, I mean, without drilling and filling, uh, half the dentists would, not be, would be redundant, right? I mean, yeah. Well, they're, they're just, know, I mean, it's be going, people are going to go in to get their teeth cleaned, right? Because... The rest yeah. of the stuff, bridges and crowns and extractions, that's all downstream from cavities. So right. if, if you don't ever get the cavity, if the cavity is, re- is reparable through, through a drug treatment, they've medicated dentistry into the past. Now, we're a long way from that. This is, right. th- this is the beginning of the beginning of the beginning here. But just very interesting, a drug developed for Alzheimer's happens to promote the natural tooth regrowth mechanism allowing the tooth to repair cavities. I imagine that it's probably something you have to catch very early on and that there are probably unintended consequences, unexpected side effects of a drug like this. But still, just even that that this is possible in principle is huge. 
And it's just right. one of those wonderful things. I, I guess they were probably testing an Alzheimer's drug on Alzheimer's patients and cleverly noticed that their teeth were getting better, right? I mean, it, you know, I, how, how they put this together, I don't know, but I'm glad they did. It works by stimulating stem cells in the pulp of the teeth. Perhaps this drug was attempting to stimulate stem cells in the brain to regrow lost neurons, and lo and behold, it's regrowing teeth also. That's pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool. So, I, you know, I, I, when, you're, when you're dealing with stem cells like that, I think the, uh, the main thing to be concerned with is that you're not stimulating cancer or something. So that's, right. that, you know, that's, that's something to watch for, and I'm sure that they will be as they, uh, as they test the safety of, and efficacy of this treatment. It's pr- but it's pretty cool, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, because you don't want to get cavities anymore, but you certainly don't yeah. want to get cancer. And given a choice, uh, that's right. Uh, take cavities. I'll, I'll, I'll take the cavities any day of the week So yeah. over that. So um, it's, it's you know, good to test a lot, that sort of thing. But uh, but stay it's, tuned. It's I think once again, yeah. I think we'll hear a lot more about this kind of thing in the in the years to come. It'd be very interesting if down the road, preventive dentistry becomes more of a medical, uh, more of a medicinal treatment than actually going to see a practitioner. Right? It's just you take a drug and your teeth get better. Just what a thought. All right. How about this one? This rare medical condition makes you love everyone. Now, this is not a big technological breakthrough. I just thought, I just found it interesting. I had not heard of this. Williams syndrome affects about 30,000 people in the U.S., often called the opposite of autism. So what happens is if you've got this disease, you've got too much oxytocin. You've got too much love hormone. And they said it affects roughly 1 in 10,000 people worldwide. So these people tend to love and trust everyone. They run up to strangers and hug them, which obviously makes them very vulnerable, the story says. Um, But what a wonderful thing. I mean, of all the, you know, Diseases you could have, this wouldn't be a bad one, I suppose. If, you know, if well, it, it, it would create a situation where you wouldn't be able to have an independent life, probably. You'd probably have to have someone that cared about you with you all the time. And um, because you would tend to trust everyone, and, you know, and um, some people are not worthy of that. And that's, that's too bad, but it's, that is the case. But it, it, it's interesting, though. I, and, and, you know, who knows? Uh, but studying this sort of thing, what, what it could do, it, wouldn't it be great if studying people with Williams syndrome would lead to some sort of treatment for people with autism? That you would know? be. That, that would be incredible. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. And besides, uh, studying folks with, with this syndrome would be a joy anyway, right? Uh, <laughs> they they would be fun people to spend time with. Yes, I think so. That's right. So. And, and they'd be happy to see you. You know, that's the nice yeah, thing. That's right. Uh, I, well, you, you know, it kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, the description of these people. So it reminds me of uh, what it's like to be around someone with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, people with Down syndrome are just a joy to be around. Uh, they, uh, as, a, as a rule, and there may be yeah, exceptions. Yeah, often. But, I mean, uh, you know, they're individuals, you know, so some of them not. Yeah, but, absolutely, yeah. they're individuals. But uh, by and large, uh, the, the, the people I've gotten to know with Down syndrome are just uh, just, just love to see you coming, and we'll hug yep. your neck. and, and uh, just So I, I suspect it's somewhat like that. And uh, so, yeah, but it, it, that, I, I found that story interesting, too, though. It's, it's a good one to bring up. Well, you know, one of the things we talked about with David Pierce a while back was this idea of treatments to raise the happiness level for people overall, you know, that eventually we might all just kind of juice into, juice into happiness at some point chemically, right? I wonder, if, right. I wonder if people will just up their 
affection for their other for other humans at some point you know maybe not go quite as yeah. far as williams syndrome but just maybe we all need a, a little more oxytocin what if, what than if, we're currently getting what if some uh, of us could use more door, you know what if you're able to walk in the door of your house coming home from work phil and you're just able to dial up your love wouldn't that be awesome i mean that'd just, be good every, you know just everyone in the house wife i love you i love you kids so just you know and i you know and so much you know because i just dialed it up uh, that's uh, that would be kind of cool, I, and uh, you know I, I suspect that would uh, uh, it, it would not be a bad thing for the home life either, would it? So it would not. And you can think about yeah. broader applications, say to troubled parts of the world. Although you get into some scary social engineering at that point, but let's right, imagine. Right. You, know, well, you definitely not... want to have your own hand on the dial and not somebody else's, right? It, it, uh, that's for sure. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But anyway, interesting interesting possibilities there. Now here's a downer of a news story. This is a one out of five, our, our Pareto principle at work here. Child and teen obesity rates soar globally, World Health Organization reports. Now, there's actually good news encoded in this, which right. is that well, poor pla- obesity poor has become a big problem in the developing world, right? I mean, think about yeah, that. Yeah, there used to be a worse problem in the developing world, starvation. And right. so I guess if obesity is the first step, and you know, th- you think about it, I mean, in the poorer places in the United States, uh, Phil, when when we were kids, you know, if if you uh, to to see uh, more obese children, you would tend to you tend to see more obese children in in poorer parts of our country, the United right. States. Yep. Because I mean, you know, what what are the kids eating? They tend to eat, you know, a, a poor family tends to eat more carbs. It's cheaper food, and uh, and and you tend to get overweight with that, and uh, and and so I. I I suspect that, you know, maybe some of that, uh, you know, they've, they've got enough food now. It's just uh, the quality of the food may not be as, as, as good as it could be. You need to get some more protein over there, right? Yeah, it's not in the, not in the right balance necessarily. And, yeah. You know, but, but the point is, and, and when people have choice for the first time, they're, they're making choices that maybe they, that, you know, in terms of quantity and, and that kind of stuff that you wouldn't make. But if you've ever read – What's the book called? How we get fat? Why we get fat? I can't. I can't think of the name of it. But it's about researcher has looked at the impact of high carb diets, primarily in the West, but he's looked at it all over the world. And one of the really interesting things he shows is what happened with Native American populations right. in the late 19th and early 20th century when they had gone from eating their sort of indigenous diets to the U.S. government started supplying them. Guess what? Flour and sugar, right? That's what suddenly right. became available. And those are relatively inexpensive things to produce. And you know what? People love eating them, right? Bread and you know sweets and everybody loves the stuff. And the photographic kind of document to documentation that he provides in the book of what happened to those populations is really amazing to see. Yeah. And, and, and now we're talking about is is rampant still. Yeah. In the, uh, in the Native American communities, it's it's uh, apparently to a population that's never been exposed to flour and to sugar, their, their pancreas just can't take it. I mean, and, right. and, uh, and so it's, uh, diabetes is huge. It's a huge problem in those communities, unfortunately. So it's a downer. Many, it's a downer. We got to yeah, work yeah, on one that. Of, one of the many things that, uh, we, we could have done better by, by way of, uh, our country's handling of, no. But in that case, we were trying to – okay, but in that case, they really were trying to do a good thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, even when we were trying to do a good thing, though, it just turned out not so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it was, you're, you're like giving them all 
heart disease and diabetes. So, yeah, uh, yeah well, it's a problem with the, the global population. It's, it's a problem in this country, something we've really got to keep an eye on. And it's a, all the more reason that we need to really be working on some good gene therapies for obesity, there right? Oh, well, that's right. And, and many other things. But yeah, the, absolutely. The, uh, Absolutely. So, this, so we've got this, this. Have we finally gotten to our DUI or DIY, I should say? Yeah, well, <laughs> we have. This guy says he's the okay. first person to attempt editing his DNA with CRISPR. This was a story over on BuzzFeed. And before I found this, I'd actually found this story on Facebook, Human Myostatin Knockout Targeting CRISPR-Cas9 Plasmid. And I was like, is this really what it seems to be? I followed the link, and it's like, yeah, it looks like somebody's selling a kit whereby you can put a myostatin-inhibiting gene into your own bloodstream and theoretically shut down myostatin. And we've talked about this before on the show. And, and get to be Arnold Schwarzenegger without the steroids, right? There you that's go. What, I mean, exactly that's what you right. want to so do. Like, your body will just produce muscle like crazy, and uh, all the fat will go away, and you'll become you know, a Greek god, basically. Well, apparently not. Uh, even if it works, which it may not work, the the opinion expressed by one of the uh, a biochemist and CRISPR expert at the University of Utah who's reviewed this says, unfortunately, you really want to have this happen when you're a kid, right? Apparently, if you shut down the myostatin later in life, it's not going to provide quite the same quite the same benefit. So, unfortunately, it may or may not be that effective. But I love what this guy's doing, and I love what he says here. He says, I want to live in a world where people get drunk, and instead of giving themselves tattoos, they're like, I'm drunk. I'm going to CRISPR myself. Now, I personally don't want to live in that world, okay, but I just think that's... <laughs> no. that's it's, it's one thing to wake up with a tattoo you didn't want. Yeah. You wake up and you're evolving into a lizard or something. You, you know, it's like, oh, can I shut that off? I, that was not a great idea. That's right. I, I, done that. I really shouldn't have had, had that to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, that was oh, a gosh. bad way to go. I, 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 I take it back. But here it is with, with a quite a character leading the way, the beginning of the DIY gene editing movement. I think this is going to become big because the point oh, is yeah. people actually can do these things to themselves. And according to this article in BuzzFeed, it's apparently not illegal. So, yeah. Well, it, it uh, soon will be. I, I yeah, can <laughs> no doubt. Yes. It being illegal. But uh, here's the thing, you know, as these tools and techniques, you know, become widely dispersed, it'd be a difficult thing to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, you know, to regulate to completely. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Completely shut down. I mean, how do you do it? I mean, if, yeah. uh, if this stuff is widespread and, uh, and the techniques are, are well known, you know, well, uh, and, and you know, let's could... say you find something like this that really works. Let's say that the myostatin inhibitor turns out to be somewhat more effective than our university of Utah CRISPR expert says it's going to be. Yeah. You know what? Anabolic steroid abuse is illegal, and it happens, right? I mean, there's a whole there's right. a whole industries built around it happening. You think people aren't going to do it? What if what if they isolate the fat receptor gene and make it such that people can actually turn off their body's ability to make fat on their body? You think people aren't going to take that? I mean, that will happen, right? Illegal right. or not illegal, that's just that is too enticing, right? Too appealing to people, and potentially very dangerous. For some of the reasons we were talking about earlier, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of potential yeah. cancer risks here, and you know, well, you know, I mean, just I, giving I yourself a shot somebody, is a dangerous thing. Oh yeah, I could see somebody like, uh, I don't know, altering their DNA to uh, to get high on things that are readily available and and completely legal. 
Well, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I've altered my DNA so that every time I take an aspirin, it, it hits me like heroin. You know, wow. I mean, you could, you know, you, yeah, it, it's it, there's there's a million ways that this could be abused, and um, you know, and we we just and and I, I'm not sure how how you uh, how you completely shut it down. Right? So, no, I don't think you do. I don't think you do because there's also a million good things that can happen. That's and, right. There's uh, you know there's all the, all these great things that can be done. That to, you know you can take you can uh, you can get rid of Huntington's disease and uh, sickle cell anemia and all these and all these other genetic diseases that uh, that cause such misery. You know you could you could take care of those things with this with these same techniques. So yeah, and um, and if it becomes an underground thing, something that actually happens, this will this will this will I think really have an impact on our whole regulatory infrastructure because the FDA will have to get on board at some point. If people are preventing diseases, curing diseases, actually making real positive health outcomes occur, even if all kinds of other risky stuff is happening and terrible things are happening, no one is going to, you know, if it's your kid or your wife who's sick, your spouse is sick, somebody you care about, and there's a treatment available, and something can actually be done. This gets discovered. They're going to do it, right? People are people are going to do yeah. those things. We've talked about this in lots of other contexts. Yeah. If you have to go overseas to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. You know, if it's, but you if probably it's won't because there will probably be a guy down yeah. the street. It'll be like buying pot was before it became legal yeah, in Colorado, right. the way it is most yeah. places, right? right? You know, somebody knows a guy who knows a guy who can get you set up with your CRISPR if you need it. Right. It, it's how it, I think that. Would hopefully, work. it won't. Hopefully, it won't be like that because that would be so dangerous. I know. You know I, I would. I, it would it, I hope that it would be a, a situation where you know it's 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 sensibly regulated, and by that it's we're we're watching this for uh, you know this this particular technique with CRISPR. It seems to be safe. It seems to be effective, and this is a proof. But this over here, not so much. You know. And, yeah, and I, I think that it, what what may happen is there there may have to evolve a new model of kind of provisional approval, right? Right. Where where a thing is allowed until we say it's not. It's like we've looked at this one, and so far so good, it looks okay, but it's risky. Right. Now, that is not anything like the kind of position the FDA has taken before, but right. that it's would be – much. That, it's been the opposite. You know, it's, right. it's illegal until we say otherwise, basically. That's right. And, uh, Everything's illegal but, unless we specifically say it's legal, and, and that's the part I think that would have to change somewhat. And I'm not quite sure how it would work, but I'm – I'm excited about the possibilities, apprehensive about the risks for sure, but excited about right. the possibilities here. And I'm just, uh, I admire this guy tremendously. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been putting, uh, uh, what's it say at one point in the story, he, he shot some like phosphorescent material from a jellyfish into himself just to make his skin color change. And, you know, it's like, okay, okay, bud, yeah. you know, keep it real. But <laughs> You first is what I say. Yeah, well, absolutely. He can he I'm can go a, first on this, but I I think we'll see maybe somewhat more serious follow-ups to this, and I, I don't know. I think we're going to see some really interesting things happening, and definitely some big controversy about this in the months and years to come. Okay, Stephen, we've earned it. Let's geek out. Are you ready? It is time. It is time. You've been to see Blade Runner 2049. I have not, so what can you tell me about it? Without spoiling Without anything, yeah. And also, Without I understand spoilers. that you're somehow going to relate this to the new Thor movie, which I think is a stretch. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, you know, it's a complete stretch. And, you know, I guess the only thing that you kind of could say that they have in common, right, is that uh, they're both 
sort of sci-fi movies. Blade Runner uh, 2049, uh, obviously a hard sci-fi, or in, you know, it tends to be. And of course, yeah. <laughs> the Thor movie is a superhero movie, you know, a cosmic kind of uh, Marvel. It's superhero. fantasy. I would really, I would right. really yeah, call that more fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess the, re- the reason I the reason I wanted to mention them both in the same breath is that there's very we go to movies for, go to movies for very different reasons sometimes and sure. and, and uh, you know we go to to have a profound experience right uh, and then other times we go to just have a good time that's you know usually that's what we do just go to have a good time sometimes we go to be scared you know if, uh, if horror movies are your thing. Um, and um, it's just, you know, it's, it's remarkable to me sometimes that, uh, this, you know, the same people that would enjoy one are going to enjoy the other for completely different reasons. Right. Blade Runner 2049 is very, very good. Very, very good. It's, uh, you know, the original Blade Runner has grown in, in its, uh, the appreciation that people have had for it since it came out. It actually didn't do so great initially in the theater. But then, you know, it came out on VHS and people started watching and said, man, this is, this is pretty good. And, and, and I, would, I would just go, you know, say that pretty much any, any movie that has attempted to show a futuristic city since the original Blade Runner came out about 30 years ago has, you know, has a, you know had that as sort of the template. It has responded to Blade Runner one way or another, right? That's right. Either it's tried to be different from it or it's tried to look like it, right? Or one, one way right. or another, it, Blade Runner has really set that it standard. Is, yeah. It is what, you know, If oh, you're interested in doing uh, a future city? Okay, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to show me that Blade Runner did? Or, right. Uh, Right. Are you going to be, you know, you're going to try to be as good as Blade Runner, or are you going to try to do it a little more campy? What, you know, how, what, what spin on it are you going to do? But, you know, Blade Runner is in your head when you, uh, um, when you're, when you're making a movie like that. Well, um, obviously they, they, um, they went back to the same world, but it's different. This is uh, after a uh, a major catastrophe. The world is even less livable now. Uh, okay. Uh, than it was before, and uh, the, that, that kind of revealed that at the very beginning. That's not much of a spoiler. And um, the the replicants are different now, and 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 so and they reveal that early too. The replicants don't have a three year lifespan or a four year lifespan anymore. It's uh, they they can live you know a the 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 uh, same lifespan of a normal human being now, and um, and so it's just. I want to just say it's it's sad, it's dark. After you know, and, and I've only seen it one time, and I've and I saw it with my two older kids. And every time we you know we've talked, uh, you know, uh, since then they're off at college. But when we, when we have a chance to visit, it seems like it's always coming up again. Uh, yeah, how good it was, and 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 what that movie had to say. Right, it's it's, right. A, it's a profound experience. You need to go see it, Phil. But hey, don't. You know, don't expect a fun time, though. I mean, it's not fun. Yeah, well, uh, the original Blade Runner wasn't fun, right? I mean, it, it wasn't a movie that, that was... This is a more of a downer than, than the original was. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a film noir, you know, so you could maybe enjoy that aspect of it and felt right. kind of like a detective procedural sort of, a, sort of a story, but it wasn't wacky, right? There wasn't a lot of laughs. Yeah, not, or, a lot, not a lot of yucks in the original. Either. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it, this is, 
Um, this is kind of a uh, it's kind of a sad deal. And you've seen the movie Her, haven't you? Oh yeah. You'll, I've uh, written you'll, extensively about her. We've done a couple of yes. podcasts about her. Yeah. That's right. Well, there is a there is a segment within this movie that I mean they they should have. I'm going to search the uh, credits the next time I watch it to see if they thanked her because I mean, it's it's so it's it's so much her in that and 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 a, a segment of this movie that it's it's incredible. But, Interesting. Um, yeah. So you will enjoy it now. So. To, on to Thor, though. Thor is like the diametric opposite of that. It's going, the, the reviews I'm, I'm seeing make it sound like it's going to be the funniest and, and most lighthearted superhero movie ever, right. including the original Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. It's going, to, it's going to be fun. And so, you know, I would just say, you know, watch it as a double feature, maybe Thor second. You know, uh, that might be a way to go. <laughs> so you can still be thinking about Blade Runner years after, but you'll go to sleep with a smile on your face the night the, the night you have your double feature because you know you've had an antidote, right? Uh, so maybe maybe something like that. I don't know. All right, so you um, have tied them together. Very nice, very nice. So you've made a you've made a I'm going to say extremely unlikely double feature recommendation for, uh, for <laughs> yeah, people. I don't know. I'm the, if anybody actually it, does you, that, I want to hear from them. I, I want to. Yeah, I want to hear it, how. It, did it? Did it trigger a you know a bipolar episode or something? I don't know because <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it's uh, any rate. It's it's a little bit. I'm going to just say Blade Runner's a downer, but it's so thoughtful that you'll you'll uh, be glad you saw it. And you know, I've told my kids. I've seen it once. I don't know if I'll need to see it again for a long, long time. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those movies that, yep, I've seen it, and wow, I'm glad I did. But you know what? Um, I don't. I don't need to see. I don't need to see Schindler's List every year. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. You know. I've seen. I've seen Gandhi. That once. Right. You know. You've seen it. Yeah. It I don't. Good. I don't need to see that, but once or twice. You know. And yeah. That's and I'm done. Um. So and I, that's this is this is that sort of movie. And uh, so go see it. You'll enjoy it. And, uh, and that'll be uh, uh, your one time to see it for a decade, for a decade or so. so. I, yeah, come to think of it, I think I've maybe only seen the original Blade Runner twice. Maybe only once in the theater and maybe once on TV somewhere along the line. So it's not, it's not a movie that you go back to for repeated viewings. You know, there's movies you geek out on, this being geek yeah. out. Obviously, all of our superhero schlock and Star Trek and Star Wars, we just watch those over and over, and, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's a thing to have on, and, you know, you, you like to say the lines and see the scenes and all that kind of stuff. And there's, other, and, and there's other movies that fit into that category, too, like The Godfather. When that comes on, I watch that because it's awesome, you know, and the, there's, there's, there's some that fall into that category. And then there's some really great movies. Jaws is like that. I'll usually watch that when it comes on. But, you know, great movies that they just exist, right? It's like... It's like a bo- good book you read, and you don't go back and reread it because you got other books to read now, right? It's kind of it's like it's just the way it works. Life, yeah. <laughs> life's only going to allow you to spend so much time reading books or watching movies. So that's right. You're gonna, no matter how you know, great the book is, you only yeah, you only have time to read it once, maybe twice. Yeah, well, really you good. might go back and look at a part. It's like, what did you say? What what happened there? Because that's interesting. Yeah. But you don't necessarily go back and read the whole thing, and you, you might not ever go back and watch the the whole movie again. And that's okay. That's all right. They bo- both. Both viewing experiences can be completely valid. And in fact, maybe it's better. Some movies just one time, one and done. We'll, that's, yeah. You know what? We should explore that. That's, a, that. that's an interesting topic. We'll come back to that one of these days. Talk about movies that are good, 
and you, and you only need one dose of them. This may be one of them, huh? You may have identified. Yeah, I think so. Them. I think so. I'm, you know, and I, I, I watched her the one time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> her since. Happy, and it's been on before, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I wonder if Groundhog Day is on or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the movie that repeats over and over again, I'd rather watch it. Than, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to see a uh, relationship not working out exactly right, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take Bill Murray and Andrew <laughs> Dell. All right. Okay. Hey, we've we've spent more than our time on this. Well, that Stephen, you, you successfully put those two together. I I doubted you. I'm sorry. You you could do it. Yeah, I should have known. All right. Well, we're going to be back again next week with three brand new shows. It's been great talking with you, Stephen. It's been great having you all with us. And until next time, live to see it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.